Hey, everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today is May 24th, 2023. On this week's episode, I'm talking to the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power star, Ismael Cruz Cordova. The actor first earned attention as Mando on Sesame Street, followed by roles on Ray Donovan and Berlin Station. In the Rings of Power, he plays Arinder. He is the first person of color to portray an elf on screen in a Lord of the Rings property. The series received horrendous racist backlash for its diverse and inclusive casting. But no matter, because the streamer is putting a lot behind the series. So much so, they already have another four seasons planned. In fact, I spoke to Cordova from the UK, where he is shooting season two. I'll be right back with Cordova, but let's first take a look at this week's Just for Variety column. I recently spoke to musical impresarios Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman about their new Broadway hit, Some Like It Hot. The show received the most Tony nominations this year of any production, earning 13 noms, including Best Musical. I asked the two what it was like having Mariah Carey come on board as a producer. Here's what Shaman had to say. The thing that me and her bonded about the most when mm. I was working with her was she loves Bullets Over Broadway. She can recite that entire movie verbatim and is really funny. She can play all the parts and she's really great at them all. Check out more of my chat with Shaman and Whitman at Variety.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power star, Ismael Cruz Cordova. Good morning, good afternoon. Where are you? You're in London, right? I am in London. You're in London? Are you shooting the second season? Are you allowed to tell me? I No, I can't tell you. I can tell you that I am in London and that I am shooting the second season. <laughs> this is <laughs> a thing that I can say, but that's, that's as far as, well, that's not as far. There's, there's other things I can talk about for sure. Congratulations. I think the last, the first, the first time we talked was at the Emmys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you are now, you are in it. You are in the Lord of the Rings world. Um, you know, you're, you, you, you've earned your cred. You think so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how does it feel? You know, when we first talked, you know, it was first sort of just happening. And now it's, you know, it's uh, you're filming the second season. You know, you've talked about in the past how you've always wanted to be a part of this world. Mm -hmm. Do you believe you're a part of this world or do you have to pinch yourself still on set going, I can't believe I'm getting to do this? 
you know that that it, uh, this is the first time that I do two seasons of something, mm-hmm. and and uh, so it's a very different experience, and you feel very secure about certain things. But I still have those moments. I still have those moments where I'm like, you're here and you're doing this and you really fought for it, you know, <laughs> and it worked. And you not only you're here, but I do love my role. I, I, I really am in love with my role and I care so much for him. And, you know, he's everything that I've ever wanted to play, including like that badassery. <laughs> you know, some, I see some I see some shots sometimes and that cloak is you know that's moving in the wind and that jaw is clenched and I'm like yeah <laughs> the ears are on the ears are earring the elf is elving <laughs> um, so just tease us Season one to season two. How is season two going to be different than season one? You know, I think uh, when when you leave us on season one, uh, season one, we're in a time of relative peace. You know, uh, the worlds are again relatively uh, united and 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 allowing each other to do their thing. And by the end of that, you see that everything just gets turned upside down, like in its head. This evil that we felt is an evil now that we that we have experienced we don't know but we've experienced and i think that's where where season two takes us it's uh there's no longer peace there's there's this 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 evil that has actually turned everything in its head and has turned every relationship in its head and there's uh we're journeying through that how many scripts do you get do you get the scripts really in advance or is it so top secret where it's like someone comes to your house it's a secret guard here's a script read it we're gonna take it away from you i was close to that (laughs) (laughs) um you know it's things like that have happened when you get a courier to wait outside you read something or you approve something you go back and you give it back um for first season i had to do that for the poster for the image um uh like approval and whatnot somebody came Waited outside. I had it in my, my room. I did a Zoom with people, and then they're like, "All right, go walk outside on Zoom and give it to the person." Um, but the scripts, um, the scripts are quite guarded and quite top secret. But um, we do. It, it really depends because mm-hmm. sometimes you get you get some in advance, some not. Uh, as you know, uh, this is a living thing. And and there's uh, writing and rewriting and rewriting, so um, it really it really it really depends. First season, it was they were coming in almost as we were shooting. There was a lot of uh, faith involved in in your performance and in what um, what you were trying to create. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like going around the question because you know the methods of security the security as well you don't want to you don't want to say them there you go amazon (laughs) (laughs) they're listening Mm -hmm. um you've talked about how you know how hard you push to get this role that they turned you down you've been very open about that yeah um Uh, why, why were you so, you know, there, there's a lot of egos 
in Hollywood and there would be people who would be like, no, I got the role. They wouldn't, they wouldn't say like they turned me down twice and I kept going for it. Well, I don't know. Uh, it's open. It's out in the open. I never asked if it was okay to say it, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it happened. And I think it's, uh, you know, I don't think it's at the detriment of anybody that turned me down. I think there's process and there's opinions and people fluctuate. And, um, as I said, this is a living thing. And roles get, get written and rewritten and rewritten. But also there's a beautiful discovery and when you have an opinion and you get proven wrong. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and there's a humility in that. And I think, you know, there's humor behind this now. But I know I I, I think it's important because I think I, I think it's very important for me to humanize this process. I think it's important to me to speak to whomever I need to speak to, um, which is I mean in life. This, this this my story is very localized in terms of like acting and but my life has had a lot of a lot of rejections you know yeah. I, I grew up in a very poor poor environment and my family for the most part I grew up around a lot of illiteracy I got a lot of people who weren't chosen a lot of people who were stowed away or thrown into where I you know kind of worker town poor town uh, my mom was a teen mom cast away this other one you know, indigenous and black cast away, women cast away. There's a lot of that. So I grew up, I grew up with that that rejection all around me. And that's something that's driven me. And I came from that all the way to here. For somebody to tell me no about a role, I'm like, y'all don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know me. Because I understand that there's processes and there's rules and there's this and there's etiquette, but all of that is made up. And mm. um and I, and I, on top of that, there's a belief and I have a belief in me and my craft and my art. And it's not that I feel, and, and again, I speak about these things very openly because even though acting is something that makes you feel magical and that is extremely whimsical and the things that we create are really just transport you acting itself, even though it provides magic, it is not magical and we're not magical beings. This is craft. And, and I, I can speak about my craft in a way that I'm confident because I understand it and it's repeatable and it's workable. Talent is a bit more ephemeral, but I think I work with, I work with a lot of people who, I work with people who are talented that don't have any longevity. And I work with people that are mildly talented, that are extremely hardworking and they produce wonderful things. So, mm. and people, and that hard work comes through the screen. Um, so yeah, I got rejected many times <laughs> and I, I kept saying, no, um, I was not going to take a no for an answer because I knew what this role would entail. I knew what, what it would do in, in the scope of, of fantasy. I knew that I wanted to be part of something historic, especially with the elves. The elves have been, you know, historically portrayed as white and Aryan and this, and a thing, and I wanted to be enough. I was a mountain boy. I was in love with nature, and um, I knew it would change things. And I, this is not the first first that I'm in. This is not the first. I've done a bunch of firsts. First this, first that. And um, if somebody could withstand the wave of bullying and harassment and racism that came afterwards, I knew it could be me. But for the better, we needed to tilt this. We needed to break it open. And uh, but just as a natural per se, 
the role just felt so close to my heart. He is a guy that leaps with love. He is a warrior, you know, measured, um, a bit bit dark and brooding. I have what they call the resting bee face. Um, <laughs> but but in, but inside, I'm you know I'm extremely sensitive. I have a, a bleeding heart, mm. but I'm quite tough and I'm quite decided. And this guy loves, and that love leads him through the entirety of Middle Earth carrying a message, fighting for that love, wanting to keep that promise no matter what. And there's a crack, you know? There's a question. Who are these people? Who are these humans? Why do they do what they do? And that's me to a T. I am so freaking curious about people's stories and about that sensibility. And I'm a thousand percent a fighter. So I fell in love with this character everything that I'm telling you of my story. And um, yeah, I, I was not going to take a no for something that I believe so strongly in and that I wanted to be part of that change. And I'm very proud to say that we really stamped on the ant's nest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't just step on it. I was just doing some tap dancing on that thing. <laughs> I, I, it really it hurt it, it it hurt it it had a psychological and mental health impact that's something that i'm also very very open about so that people understand that what they do and stay online really hurts people really has an impact mm. on us but um but that price that i was ready to pay um i paid it with all the knowledge and the pride and I'm, I was, you know, at some points when I was already over the, over the hill of that thing, I was sipping my tea, seeing everybody tear their head, like a hair off, being like, no, why is he black? And I, and I was just sipping my tea, scrolling and chuckling, scrolling and chuckling. <laughs> that could be your motto, scrolling and chuckling. That's my merch. <laughs> um. You've talked about how you knew, you know, playing an elf, being an elf of color, that that was going to um, that was going to create some backlash from racist trolls. Did you did the studio, does Amazon also sit down with you and say, hey, we've got your back. Obviously, we support it because we've cast you. But is there is there a procedure in place where the studio comes and says, we're here to help you. Let us know what you need. I think I think it was a growing. Um, I think we grew together in that knowledge. You know what also happened um, around the time? I mean, COVID exploded. George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these kind of and and the thing is that I came in hot to to the show in terms of this. I came in very hot. Um, because again, I'm not. I haven't been the first. It's not the first time that I'm the first. I've had backlash. Right. No, Miss Bala uh, being Afro Latino, playing some uh, a character of a Mexican. I got backlash you know, from my community. Mexicans aren't aren't black. Mexicans are not you know all these things. Mary Queen of Scots. I was playing David Rizzo, an Italian uh, um, court member. You know, to the queen. like it's, it's. I've been on this thing. Right. So I came in, and I said, "This is going to happen, guys." You know, this is going to happen. And that got fueled by, I mean, when my first headshot came about, I was like, 
and then George Floyd. But when it came, when George Floyd happened, I had meetings with them and together they were, they were, Amazon was, gave me their ears and gave me their hearts and allowed me to, and open a position for me to be a leader and to be, and, and to, and to give my feedback and, and they already had structures in place, but there were new structures created through these conversations that I have with them. And, mm. and they, they put them in place and we would speak, uh, you know, big shout out to Vernon Sanders, who I have a very close relationship with, Jen Salk, then Salky, and that whole team that really, Latasha Gillespie, really listened and, and together, um, it's been to, for the best. It really has been mm-hmm. for the best. And that support has come through. And um, again, what, as I, sort of, I, I kept joking. I was like, y'all didn't know that. Y'all didn't weren't expecting what you got when you hired me. Because <laughs> I, like, I, I don't see, I mean, many, many, it's a privilege to go into a job and not have to pioneer and not have mm-hmm. to think about this. But I don't have that privilege. In that mm. sense, everything I, I am very conscientious that what I do is always political in the sense of the impact. So I take that. A lot of actors don't want to take that. I get exhausted by it, but I also feel that I that I have a calling for it, and that my story, my story, and where I come from, asks for it. You know, mm. I've been in this journey of from voicelessness to voicefulness. You know, and um, again, being on being on the maybe this list or that list, because let's say well, you get an award. Awesome. But even being considered in someone's list for this, it doesn't escape me. And it's not just these awards are not just for this role. These also work for the vindication of your journey. Mm-hmm. So being included there, I feel it has all been worth it, you know. You said, you, like you said, you've been open about, you know, how that affects your mental health. Um, what, what, what do you do to make sure, you know, you're able to survive? Do, do you, do you have a therapist at times like this? Is it sort of, you go into yourself? Tell me about that process. Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I have a journal in practice. I have um, uh, a core group also of friends that are, very let me make sure that my battery's not gonna die real quick okay no we're, we're good i have a core group of friends who are very supportive but i do also have a, a therapist that i've been working mm. with for a while and i actually started with the therapist at the top of COVID. um mm. so we've been together for three years um also amazon had um when when we came back from the hiatus and all the conversations we had an onset therapist as well that we could go and speak to and she also would be around and it was a beautiful presence. I love seeing her there, even if we didn't speak. I knew there was mm-hmm. someone there seeing me for um, completely, it wasn't just an actor. It was like, it's a, it's a feeling living person over there that, you know, myself and the other cast members, Sofia Nobete and other cast members that were going through the racist backlash, it wasn't just going to, to work. By the time that we woke up, we're exhausted waiting through all of this. So um, I'm very diligent about that. I'm mm. a huge advocate of therapy. I wish it was more accessible because it is not. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you, you need you need support when this happens because the voices are so loud and they're so there's they're coming at you from so many places. And even when you don't interact with social media, they make a point of reaching you. My phone got hacked. I had like bank account like attempts of being hacked. My PayPal got hacked. My friends got like messages. I got death threats. I got things mailed to me. People found out my address. It was, you know, it was it was a lot of that. So are we still here? That's the right. thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're still here. You're scrolling and chuckling. <laughs> scrolling and chuckling, drinking my San Pellegrino. Season um, two. We're going to take a short break, but when we return, Cordova talks about the Marvel world that got away. Plus, find out what he thinks about the so-called feud between the Game of Thrones and the Lord of the Rings. We'll be right back. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm Mark Malkin. Here's more of Ismael Cruz Cordova. The therapist you said that was on set, was that for shooting season two or season that was, one? Uh, that was during season one, yeah. That was during season wow. one. That's oh, pretty man. incredible. That's pretty incredible. I don't think most people would think like, oh, they need a therapist over at a Lord of the Rings TV show, but it just completely makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, everything was happening at the same time. We were also... Uh, during COVID, we were shooting a show in, in a place that we couldn't leave and we couldn't have visitors. You know, that was already that was already tough. And then on top of that, you have this massive undertaking just as an actor without any other backlash. <laughs> You're in a show right. that was, I mean, had all the buzz in the world and that can be, you know, crippling, that can provide anxiety. But then on top of that, we, a lot of us, or not a lot of us, a few of us had this um, added, uh, pressure of um, again the world barking at you that you're worthless and that you shouldn't be part of this and that you're not allowed to be part of that and uh, and vile you know I, mm. I the humor in it you know <laughs> said it once um, was like I just didn't know how in how many languages you could say the n-word you know it was insanity it was absolute insanity. But with that comes the good part. The amount of love. Right. The amount of love. The, the way that people showed up and exactly what I was doing it for. The little kids and the adults that were finally able to dress like the elf that looked like them. You know? And when I, you know, I find them all over the world, into Italy, Brazil, Germany, and somewhere there's always a little arondir, um, you know, dressed up. And, and, and it's not only that, it's fringe, you know? So mm -hmm. it's not just a racial thing. It's a, it's, it's a fringe aspect. 
you know? Mm. So you get a lot of people. Uh, I got this pair of uh, guys in, 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 in Germany, the two trans guys that came and talked about that, you know, that they felt very, um, they felt very uh, familiar with the character because of how fringe he was. You know, wow. and that was just fantastic. I love that. So whatever the, the 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 other thing, we're all here to win it. So now, are you going to be in the uh, Lord of the Rings movies that Warner Brothers is developing? I don't know. <laughs> How does that work? How does that all I, work? <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, I, again, I I I I I have no clue what what that is, but I'm excited about anything Lord of the Rings. I have, you know, I, I think there's room for all of us. So I, I'm one of those. I, I'm a fantasy fan. And even when they want to peg us even against like House of the Dragon and this and that, I'm like, well, I'm watching it. <laughs> you know, I, I met Matt Smith in, uh, at the Critics' Choice and we're like, yeah, you know, we've all hung out. It's, it's fantastic. So when do we see the Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings? Musical Series. episode. Oh, musical episode. Oh, you, you took it one yeah. step further. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would be that would be fantastic. I just think, I mean, we're so different tonally, you know. We just saw two different shows, but um, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of their stuff. I'm a fan of, but I'm also a massive fan of Lord of the Rings, and I just think it is the golden age for genre fans. You know, it is the then- golden age. But then you were also on Mandalorian. So talk, let's I'm, do Mandalorian, I, Lord of the Rings, and Game of Thrones together. I'm here to <laughs> I'm here to shake it up. I'm 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 I have a few of the franchises to hit. But yeah, I'm here to I'm here to be the genre guy. I still, you know, uh, what's up? What's up, Marvel? What, what well, let's talk about that. Remember, what did you tell me? Yeah, you, I mean, what I do wanna, you want to play? I, I ha- I have my superhero that I want to do, you know, and I and I love it, Hector Hector Ajala and what White Tiger. I I I think this this just another character is just fantastic, just fantastic, and it's uh, I love characters that are improbable heroes, that are people that have got the worst deck dealt, you know, and that is my story, and I find that that there's that is many of our stories. And life is not just like this little journey of redemption. How many of us were bullied? How many of us were poor? How many of us cast away? How many of us, our identities were something that you couldn't be, you know? So it's like, we we got, we got a lot of us got cards that were a bad, a, a, bad, a bad deck, you know? So Hector Ajala is my, my other one. Hello, Marvel. <laughs> ha, ha, has Marvel reached out yet? Have you reached out to Marvel? Um, Marvel, Marvel has reached out for different for different uh, projects they have. So I know I'm in their little radar. Um, have I got their little their little radar? There's no little yeah. about Marvel, by the way. <laughs> I said the little radar because it's kind of cute. Um, <laughs> I uh, you know I've, I've auditioned for other stuff. The the characters have gone to other people, but I always think that I haven't gotten those roles because they're they're keeping yeah. me open for for the one that I want to do. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, that, those casting directors, I have a very good relationship with the Marvel casting directors and with that whole team. And, uh, yeah, I'm super excited to 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 keep going different fandoms. So who did you audition to play? 
Oh, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> oh, you can say it. <laughs> um, I, listen, I, I just, I have to, I have to remember the name of the character. Maybe, maybe you can put it in the piece. But the uh -huh. character that that Will Poulter is playing now in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. I for, I forgot his name. Um, so I was auditioning for that one. This is the most recent one, um, and uh, I really wow. wanted that one. But Will Poulter looks amazing doing it, so I, I'm not mad. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy is premiering here in LA tonight, actually. <laughs> I know, I, and, I, and that one was hard. That one was hard because I love, love that 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 whole storyline. I that's the only Marvel movie that I've gone well, that and Black Panther that I've gone to the movies multiple times to watch. I think it's so fun. But I I agree with you that if you didn't get it, it's not meant to be. There's something. On the other side, absolutely. Always. That's, that's the story. That's the story of my life. I, I, I'm starting to trust that. I can't say I'm there. It's hard. I, it's hard. Yeah, I see it work. I see it work often. You know, um, there's this one. I mean, I wanted to be. Which one was it? I don't know if it was West Side Story or which one that I also really wanted to do. And but then you look. If I had been on that, I couldn't have done Lord of the yes. Rings. You know. So it's it always pans out, and um, I that's what I tell actors out there: give it your hundred and twenty percent. Whether it's the audition, whether it's the shooting, that's all you can do. Give it your all, let it reverberate, and it does, and it does, it lands. Mm. People talk about it, people remember it, and it comes like a boomerang. I mean, we met, we met um, the red carpet. And we spoke mm -hmm. and, and that little moment take, you know, it's, then I'm sure they're like, Hey, do you want to speak to Ismail? It's like, Oh yeah, for sure. I met the guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So those little moments really do reverberate. Just be, just be kind, be authentic. Um, and, and, and give of yourself, you know, don't give it all, but <laughs> keep a little, but, but just, just believe I was just doing a podcast just now and it's give it your all and have no regrets whether their opinion sways your way, because we got to understand that it's an opinion. It's not, it doesn't necessarily is the truth. Whether mm. opinion sways your way or not, you know that you did your best, and that really gives you peace. Let me ask you, as that, because I relate, growing up very poor, mm -hmm. what was your big splurge you did when you made some money? What did you buy? Listen... <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you know that because I love eating. Um, my big splurge was that I took my booty to Nobu. And that was the first one. Then when I made, and then I bought an apartment. <laughs> nice, but it was it was I, I still got it on the cheap. And then when I made when I made a little bit more money, there is a story. Um, Alfonso Gomez Rejon. I is a mentor and I, I also part of my story is that I was couch surfing for almost like five years and he knows that I, I mean I want to direct and I've directed before and he's like okay well then you need to, you need to watch this film that film is a big big mentor of mine um and I said oh listen I need somewhere to stay his, his house was open and he's like okay you can stay but only if you read this and you watch this da -da -da, in his media room and there was an Eames chair I don't know if you know those chairs, the Eames chair. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know the Eames chair. So yes. 
I was I sat there watching this catalog of films that this mentor of mine is giving me, and I mean he has incredible taste in art as well. And I was on that inch chair, and I said, when I'm able to have an, like, when I reach a moment in which I can have one of these, I will, you know, be, but and it's all I love watching movies, so I invest in audio and <laughs> image. And then that Eames chair was all I, the last thing I needed. So when I met a little bit more, I got an Eames chair. <laughs> nice. You know, but it has a lot of meaning to me. Like, yeah. It really does. Wow. The, those are those moments. When you're, but that let, is, me ask, that let, is great. let me ask you though, Eames chairs are not cheap. What? It, what was there a hesitation when you're going to hand over the credit card going, I can't believe I'm making this purchase? I think I I think I'm still you know that it's in my it's in my apartment in New York and it got delivered while I was away and I just went back for my birthday and it still had the plastic on. My parents mm-hmm. were staying there and I'm like, you guys listen, live in my apartment as if it was yours, but the Eames chair, nobody sits on it. <laughs> so I, I went for my birthday. I took the plastic off. I sat on it for five days, put the plastic right back on. Um, I I wow. actually got a little bit on sale. Okay. Got a good but, deal. You know what? We, we did get a good deal um, because it was a different wood than the one that I wanted. Um, and it was ready to ship. But <laughs> listen, the thing is, the thing is that, as you say, you grew up in poverty and I'm sure that you're very money conscious, you know? Yeah. And there is a trauma about spending um, and about losing and about, I get emotional talking about this because it's, it's, it's so hard to rewire yourself. Everything, mm. you feel guilty. You feel terrified to be back there again. Um, but there is, an, an, again, like, I mean, this t-shirt I've had for like 10 years, the jeans are stained and whatever. I don't, I don't buy stuff, but, Sometimes you have to see, you have to see the fruit of your work. You also have to 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 enjoy yourself a little bit, whether it's a dish that you like. You know, it's just little, little, little moments that humanize what you're doing. Even when I was homeless and couch surfing, I would save up for a little bit, and at least once a month, I would go to this one restaurant and have this sushi boat. <laughs> you know, just yeah. to like. Like I'm 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 poor but I'm not dead. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah. yeah. And and so so I still hesitate with all of that. And I still see it. I'm like, what the hell did you do? You know, and even when people are gonna read this interview, they're gonna be an inch chair, you know, <laughs> whomever knows it. I'm like, oh god, embarrassed that I that I spent that. But I think it's um you earned it. So you earned it. And life is kind of life is kind of short, you know. It's th- life is this long. Exactly. It is short. It is short. It is. it is. So you gotta sometimes just enjoy certain things. I'm not super materialistic, but as I said, sometimes some things are fun, and sometimes the things you earn, and also when they have meaning, and when they support something that you love. Um, I think if you can, you, you should, you know, and balance yourself out in that way. I am by no means a splurger. Um, everything mm-hmm. that I think about is with a lot of um, 
uh, very conscientious of what I want to do. Like the apartment that I've been furnishing, furnishing is like for so that friends can come in. I have a pullout couch. Like it's all so that you know a lot of people opened their doors to me when I was mm-hmm. in that homeless period of like almost five years. And I always said when I have a space of mine, it will always be open. And every single apartment that I've had, I was only able to have my first lease at 31. Wow. And every single apartment that I've had, I've never asked for rent. So many artists go through it. They stay. They, I mean, a friend of mine wrote an album there. Like a friend of mine wrote their first pilot there. Like I picked up a friend of mine wrote wow. chapters of an novel there. And it's like, it's, I always said that I would, and I do. Um, so spend your money, but, I don't know. Keep make make it make it make sense. Yeah, this yeah. is great. I could keep going on and on. Um, this is wonderful. Congratulations on everything. Thank and, you so much, and thank you for your openness. I think that's uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because I knew you were open, and it wasn't going to be these you know a canned interview. It wasn't going to be you know just the robotic soundbite and quote. You really you're uh you're living your truth which is pretty amazing i appreciate that no i was very excited to talk to you because i saw like you now we connected on it i've seen you know, twitter and i've seen your stuff yeah. and it's just always it's just always um it's always a joy to speak with people that um that are interested in in actually hearing your story and hearing your voice yeah. and it does because it happens from both ways like sometimes yeah. you have people that, that subjects that are like but you'll sometimes have uh, the people asking you questions that you're like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not one of those. No, you're not at all. So <laughs> I, I really appreciate every moment. I mean, as I said before, of, of like going from voicelessness to voicefulness, that you open your 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 publication to to hear my story. So thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. This is great. Well, go back to shooting. Be safe. Um, and hopefully next time we chat, it'll be in person. I love that, man. Thank you, sir. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Ismael Cruz Cordova. And that's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Until then, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all breaking and exclusive Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. See you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.